is The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On The Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Welcome to The Edge of Innovation. We're just going to do a quick, short episode today, and what I wanted to get Paul's thoughts on was how frequently should companies update their technology? Paul, what are your thoughts? Well, this is a great, great topic. Relatively once every two or 300 years should be. Two or 300 years? Yeah. I mean, so it depends, you know. So basically going from Gutenberg to Google. Gutenberg to Google. That's a great, that's a great. (laughs) Not original. Catchy. So I have a car that's 2004. Okay. We're in 2016, so that's what, 12 years old? Yeah. It's a uh, Acura MDX, mm-hmm. and it works phenomenally well. Yeah. Now, I will say, you know, if you look at a Tesla, it's really cool. Yeah. You know, and it's still at its infancy. Mm-hmm. So I have this thing with some technology that, you know, if I wait two years for a Tesla, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot better than it is today. Yeah. The rate of change right now in Teslas is, is huge. Right. Not to mention the competitors. That's Moore's Law, right? Well, it sort of is. Uh, Moore's Law is the idea that the number of transistors is going to increase at a certain rate over a certain amount of time. Right. And that produces, hopefully, better computers and things like that. But yeah. So I can't afford a Tesla. Yeah. I don't think it would be prudent to buy one. Mm-hmm. I'm driving a 12-year-old car. Yeah. So I'm not... It's like, well, there are lots of things, even with all the advantages and coolness of it, but I would be really dis, you know, unhappy if I spent $100,000 on a Tesla or more. Mm-hmm. And two years from now, boy... That really new Tesla improves in so many ways, but I've already got a hundred thousand sunk into this. And if mm-hmm. I trade it in, maybe I get sixty thousand for it. But I, now I've wasted forty thousand dollars. Yeah. So, I think you're asking more about in general, you know. And in general, I think the life of a computer mm-hmm. is about four, uh, three years. Three years. Three years. And th- and and that's to say that at the end of three years, if you buy a new one, it will be substantially faster and more enjoyable to use Mm -hmm. than the one you're currently using. So at the end of one year, you buy one, and it's not going to say, what's the big deal? No big difference. At the end of two years, you're going to say, this is nice, but I just spent a bunch of money. At the end of three years, it's hands down, it's going to be better. Yeah. So would you recommend then for companies to budget for new technology every three years? I do. I strongly recommend that, that that should be in their budget. And is that across the board, so everything from hardware to software? Well, that's a different. I mean, hardware is the machine on which you run the software. Right. Our software has shifted from buying it once mm-hmm. to now subscription-based. Yeah, so they've tricked you into that. So yeah. you're going to upgrade as it is. So maybe that's a bit of a moot question, because specifically like with, for example, Office 365 yep. and the whole suite. Right. It just automatically. If you buy the if you buy that subscription, you yeah. automatically have the most right. current version. And I know, like for example, designers, Adobe has now gone to yes. monthly subscription. Yep. So there's no sense of like I'm out of date. It's right. just a subscription. Exactly. You're always up to date, and you can't buy Adobe products yeah. any other way. You can still buy Office if you look hard enough. You can buy a license for it. Okay. And you know it will be obsolete in in two years. Now the question is. With Office, you know, we talked about in a previous episode is sort of this, the, what happens with innovation is it's sort of, um, you know, just, we have this addiction to it. So 
I don't believe, I've used Office for years, I don't believe that the productivity increases in the version. Right. If it were $400 for me to buy Office, I don't believe I'm going to get $400 more productivity out of it. Mm -hmm. I have no problem buying the subscription right. and paying 10 bucks a month or whatever yeah. it is. And, and I do keep up because I use those extra features, but yeah. the majority of people don't. don't. Right. But with hardware, that's different. You know, you know, your your car as it gets older yeah. requires more maintenance yeah. and is not as fast. So, what I say, you know, is you have an employee who you're investing a lot of money into every yeah. month. You know, minimally, if you're paying bottom wages, it's it's three thousand dollars a month for an employee. Then you have mm -hmm. benefits. And you're sitting there saying, well, I'm not going to invest in a computer that's about, maybe, let's say, $1,000. Right. Three years. You know, what is that? $80 a month or something like yeah. that. Well, and you're increasing their productivity level. Exactly. Yeah. So you would recommend for businesses that want to maintain competency and efficiency with their company. Yeah, and technology every three years. Yeah, for businesses, but also individuals. Individuals. Uh, you know, well, I mean, if you don't do anything with the computer, that's fine. Yeah. But if you're if you're actively using it as a productivity device, mm -hmm. and you depend on that in some yeah. form or fashion every three years. Yeah, Paul. With the holidays coming up, I wanted to get your thoughts quickly on the best ways for people to buy tech for the holidays, whether that's for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holidays people celebrate. We're coming up at the end of the year. We're going to be bombarded with tech advertisements. Buy your tech here at Amazon. Buy it there. What do you recommend for where to buy, and what are the, the cautions that you have for buying new technology? Well, know what you want. You know, the, the biggest thing is you need to start thinking now. Right. Gee, I might want a laptop or buy Sally a laptop. Uh -huh. So Okay, so now that says I can start looking for them. Mm -hmm. And you can not be tentative, yeah. uh, especially with Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Mm -hmm. I don't go out to stores really, you know, yeah. for Black Friday. That I mean, you can do it. It's sort of a cool thing. I've done it once. Yeah. It's a good thing to say you did, I did it. it. I did it once at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to Kmart to get our Christmas tree half off. Ooh. And that was the last time. Yeah, I would say so. For a Christmas tree, yeah. I mean, it was a monster one. Yeah, if it was a car or something, I could see that yeah. being worth it. But anyway, so if you know what you want, you mm -hmm. just got to start looking. Yeah. And you need to be willing to put in the time to filter that, that information. There's so some, start looking now. <clears throat> yeah, and... You, you, so you know the, you know, like, well, do I want, how much RAM do I want? Right. How big of a hard drive? Do I want a solid state drive? What screen size? Yeah. So when you see the one that comes up for sale and you see that it's got this screen size, you can say, yeah, okay, that fits within my parameters. Right. As opposed to making the decisions then. Impulse. You don't want to do the impulse buy. Well, but you also don't want to be the crisis of having to decide right now. Right. Okay. You know, so the impulse buy... Is, is okay because yeah. you can return most things. Yeah. So I have, you know, if I see a fantastic deal on something, I see there's some plausibility that I might use it yeah. or need it, I can go and get that. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Costco, and I have this rule that if you see it at Costco and you have any idea that you might want it, buy it. <laughs> because it's probably going to be the best price you will ever see it at probably. the best value. And Costco has a ridiculously great return policy. Exactly. So I can buy it, even with a computer, I can try it, yeah. and if I don't like it, I can return it. And they are just joyful yeah. with yeah. that. You know, so, but, you know, 
so sometimes, you know, you'll see some things and you'll say, okay, you need to have that framework in place yeah. so that you can make a good decision quickly. Yeah. So where would you recommend people buy their tech from? Well, it varies. You know, it's hard to beat Amazon. Yeah. You know, they've got a 30-day return policy. It's hard to beat Costco. Costco. I would buy Amazon. a Costco over Amazon. Would you? Okay. Yeah, because uh, it's got a, I'm local. Yeah. And they usually, you know, like so... For example, if you find the same thing mm-hmm. at Costco and at Amazon, yeah. Costco has added something to it. Yeah. They've added something to the bundle. And if you have the distinct privilege of living in New Hampshire, you get it tax-free. That's true. That is one of the great state benefits of yeah. New Hampshire. There are several other states yeah. that do that. So uh, more so to your point of where to shop, yeah. I would look at Black Friday. Black Friday. No, and I not look at the newspapers. That's not the big deal because what they're trying to do with the newspapers get you to the store so right. that you will buy other things other than the Black Friday items. Okay. So they're doorbusters. Look online. Yeah. There's some great sites. I use Fat Wallet. Okay. And SlickDeals.net. Great. Those two are the ones you want, and you can sign up for them. It's mm-hmm. free, and you can put in filters. Yeah. And so I'm looking for, I have a, a filter in there for five terabyte hard drives. Oh, great. Okay. And so every time a deal comes up, I get that instantaneously. And tell you for coming up on Black Friday. Yeah, it'll, well, it'll do Black Friday, but it does it all year long. All year long. And so the, you know, the Black Friday stuff, some of it has time constraints. Amazon has, has, has flipped it around a little where they have every hour deals that yeah, roll yeah. out because they want people coming back. Right. Most of the stores don't do that. Yeah. I think Newegg does and things like that. Would you recommend Newegg? Newegg is fine. Yeah. Um, you know, some of their order processing is not as fluid. As, it's it's not as fluid as Amazon. And, you know, but sometimes they have a great deal. Yeah. You know, and, and it comes down to price, honestly. Yeah. That's really the differentiator. So just to kind of wrap things up real quick, you want to know what you want ahead of time. Yep. You want to use the websites that you recommended. What were they again? Fat Wallet and Slick Deals. You want to use those to get a sense of what are the deals going on yep. online right now. And then, obviously, you're just plugging Amazon. It seems like a great option. Yeah, it is. There are other stores. So, I mean, you know, like, I was just looking at something, a bunch of laptops for somebody, and B&H Photo had them for $109 cheaper than Amazon. No kidding. So, you got to look around. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought to do that and actually i'd asked some friends and he said hey i found this at at bnh for 109 dollars lots of that's a lot of money yeah (laughs) excellent well thanks for uh taking the time to talk about this because this i think going to this is going to spare time for people coming up in the holiday season when they're trying to get their tech for everybody in their family absolutely check out the show notes for this episode because we will add additional resources for how to find the best deals and the most the safest deals for tech for this holiday season. Have a great week. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. 
Paul can be found on Twitter at PDParisi and on LinkedIn at LinkedIn.com slash PDParisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at PaulParisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.